The following podcast is an enticing media production. She is a business owner, best-selling author, and on a mission to find out what the Nell is going on here. Here's your host, Nail Tice. Welcome back, everyone, to another new episode of the What the Nell podcast with yours truly, Nell Tice. This is my first follow-up episode with a previous guest. So I am really excited about that because we're talking all about hitting your goals, what happens when you hit your goals, how awesome it is, and maybe some of the downsides of that. So we are talking to Mr. Billy Zarillo today. Uh, We're following up on the podcast episode called Journey to Financial Freedom with Billy Zarillo. So if you haven't heard that episode, you might want to check that one out before you listen to this one. So um, go do that. Now's a good time. <laughs> Otherwise, if you have heard it and you're ready for this one, we're going to dive right into it. Welcome again, Mr. Billy Zarillo. Thanks for well, being on. No, no no problem at all. Thank you so much for having me back on. Uh, we always have good conversations, so I, I know this one's going to be really fun. Yeah, we always do. I think the last one was a little more scripted than this one, considering there uh, is no script for this one. <laughs> Um, we literally just talked about a topic uh, two seconds before I hit record, and we also just figured out that you were actually doing this episode uh, less than 24 hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> We're here, and I love it. Yes, exactly. So why don't you tell us what's what's going on? What's new with you since the last episode? I, I did listen to the last one just to make sure I was remembering everything that we talked about, and it was Cinco de Mayo. Oh, when wow. We recorded. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. So I know a couple of things in the business world at least have changed for you. So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. It's, you, you know, it's, it's crazy that that seems like that was so long ago, right? It seems yeah, like that I was know. like a year ago at this point. Yeah. That's how uh, it feels. <laughs> um, but yeah, some amazing things have happened. Uh, especially in the business side of things, just with goals and, um, you know, going back to it really quick, I never used to be a real big goal setter or let me rephrase it. I didn't know how to set goals. Right. And, right. I, you, you know, and there's a distinct way to do it and do it properly. Um, and so I really honed in on it that this year. And so, yeah. you know, some of the goals that I had set were pretty big milestones. Mm-hmm. And one of those was to become a regional vice president in, in Primerica, the company that I'm with. Right. And it was, I mean, it's, it's a huge, absolutely big goal for a lot of people that join the company. They want to make it to that point because it's really where it, this business becomes your business. Right. Um, you become a broker, you can open your own office. Um, there's a lot of different things that are at play now. And okay. it, it was, yeah, it, it was, it was an amazing feat. And I'm, and I'm just coming, coming down off of that, <laughs> that mountaintop, <laughs> if, you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that um, you, you had been working towards that goal for a very long time. And you did achieve it. So congratulations to you. That's Thank you. incredible. Um, do you have any ideas about, you know, 
I, I think about the important things. I'm thinking about office setup. I'm thinking about furniture. I'm thinking about office supplies. What kind of theme are you going with on the decor? You know, the stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you will, I'll tell you right now, those items won't be up to me, right? Those, right. <laughs> those items will be... Just, that, that's out of my department, right? Oh, like, got it, got it, yeah. <laughs> um, somebody else, uh, the other, the other partner in the business, my wife Megan, I'm sure she'll she'll handle the majority of that. Yeah, uh, I, I'll probably just be the person that's moving moving furniture. Well, l- let me say, and this is not a criticism towards you, um, although it may sound like it, but I do believe that your wife may just put the touches on the office that the office needs yeah listen i learned a very long time ago in management right and i'm not saying i manage her right by any i was gonna i thought you were gonna say husbandry (laughs) but but i've learned a long time ago you put your aces in their places right and if if i don't hate like i'm there's some believe it or not there are some things that i don't do very well Right. <laughs> it's hard for some of us to admit those things. Especially as, a, as entrepreneurs, right? We, right. Want, we, want, we want to believe that we're good at everything. Exactly. And that's not the case, right? So we have to, we have to outsource the, some of those things. Yes. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's also part of hiring too. You know, if I, I still, to this day, I will live by, I had a um, very recently a boss before I was doing all this say to me, if I hired you and I can still do your job better than you can, then I don't need you anymore. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, the, you can't be good at everything. I got to be honest. I mean, my husband is the other partner in my business as well. So, you know, he's really good at the banking aspect, the actual business stuff, mm-hmm. QuickBooks mm-hmm. and the entering the invoices and all that stuff. And <laughs> quite frankly, I mean, that just absolutely bores me but i mean that's i'm the creative part of this business relationship and he's the very logical part of this relationship so well you need you need both of those parts right yes. especially if you are in a partnership and like for i heard somebody say today that you know when you the power of a partnership right yeah both instead of one person rolling the dice yeah right, you have two people rolling dice right exactly. and it's it's just more opportunity to accomplish more things and stuff. yes I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I recently just took on another business partner in another business called the Slaymaker Method. Mm -hmm. And we're definitely, I mean, we've gotten to know each other because of um, our previous relationship, like coach client, but we're starting to get to learn those roles, the two of us. And it's, it's a little different than the way my husband and I run our business. So um, it's all a learning curve, but it's really cool to be able to discover what you're good at in a business. So, um, you know, keeping with in the theme of today's episode, hashtag goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, so hitting that goal for you was, I mean, probably right at the top of your list of goals. Would I be correct in saying that? Uh, uh, yes, that's, yeah. that's a very true statement. Okay. So getting there, I can imagine is just like out of this world, maybe not even believable when you find, when you found out you hit that goal, but tell us, walk us through the process. What happened when you actually found out that moment when you hit the goal? Yeah. It's crazy because there's so many people, I mean, me and you are both self-development junkies at this point in our lives, right? Like we, <laughs> yeah. we always need our fix of self-development. Um, uh-huh. And <laughs> 
and they always talk about like the Gary V's of the world and stuff like that. They yeah. always talk about the journey, right? Mm-hmm. The journey to where you're going, right? Yes. The destination, if, if you will. And I was so immersed in the journey mm-hmm. that when it happened, it was, I don't want to say it was a letdown, but it was just kind of like, oh, it happened, right? I did it. Right. And, and it was like, it was nothing like I've experienced before. It was just like, okay. Like I remember just sitting in the office that I'm currently sitting in, mm-hmm. you know, by myself. I, I, well, not by myself, my dog was next to me, <laughs> but they were asleep. Right. Uh, and it was just like, it just happened. And it was just like, it yeah. was, it, but it was such a great, it was, I guess the best way to describe it was just a sense of like relief, like the pressure just okay. kind of lifted off my shoulders, right. Right. right? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, when you think about setting a goal, hitting that goal, I mean, our inclination is to think that it's going to be this moment where you just start, I mean, you pull a Tom Cruise, you jump on a couch, maybe you start crying or something, you have this intense reaction. But Mm -hmm. like you said, if you're so immersed in the journey getting there that it's almost like, did did that really happen? Yeah. Or like, I was expecting this or how, I mean, that's, that's really interesting. Well, like you said, um, not necessarily a letdown, but less intense than you thought you would react. Maybe. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) No, because it, it, was, it was like you were so, I was so one track minded, right? Mm-hmm. I was so just onto this thing. And, and so I guess it was like, you know, I still had all those defense mechanisms up, right? Like, hey, right. like I got to keep going. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Yes. And then when you hit it, it was just like, wait a minute, do I need to keep going? Did I do it? Like, did this happen? Right. And right. it was just, it, it was you know, it was definitely, I think it was crazy because like a week later, because I mean, I don't mind sharing part of my journey. There was a lot of things that happened in my, in my life at that time, you know, whether it would be family, mental health issues, Mm -hmm. um, you know, everything outside noise that could have like happened and derailed anybody happened. Right. And that, and I think I want to make that point. If, if somebody's listening today, they're going for goals Mm -hmm. and they think like, for some reason, it's going to be easy. The closer you get to that thing, <laughs> the more <laughs> crap that comes in your in your path. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it just got like I said, it just got to that point where I, I yeah. So like a week later, I just remember kind of just sitting around. I don't know. I can't remember what I was doing, and I just it the feelings hit me right. Like I I, I got emotional at that point because mm-hmm. it like I was able to be like really like wrap my brain about uh, around what what actually just happened right right right. um and really recognize the accomplishment that we had just accomplished yeah so So it's it's kind of you know I almost equate it to planning a wedding Mm -hmm. because I remember you know and having to be in control of every single thing unlike my sister that had a wedding planner I, you know, everything that happened, whether it was the centerpieces or putting all everything together, the little favors and things like that, I was involved in every aspect of the journey to the day of. And I remember being at the wedding 
and having it a few hours later, getting in the car to come home and going, that was it. <laughs> I planned yeah. for a year for that. I mean, not that it wasn't fantastic. Not that we a magical moment. Right. Right. <laughs> and then I remember getting ready for our honeymoon. I think it was probably, yeah. Cause we didn't leave right away. About a week later, I remember thinking, okay, <laughs> All right, we did it. Um, that was that was fun, but here we are. It's almost like what's next, and it was not a letdown, but it was definitely like cool. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like I was just thinking about it while you're talking. Like I played sports, mm-hmm. right? And when you accomplish a goal, like on a sporting event, like you score the touch, the win, game winning touch, and there's so many other people involved in like yeah. cheering and stuff like that. And you feel that sense of accomplishment. You feel mm-hmm. that excitement. But when you're going for such like an internal goal, mm-hmm. right, that no one else really knows that you're going for. I mean, there's a couple of people like you knew I was going for that right. and a lot right. of and, and close friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But for the most part, it, nobody knows that you're going for it. And the yeah. and I think it's it's that right that mm. that it's such an internal conversation. With, I mean. You've yeah. gone for goals. It's such an internal conversation with yourself every day. Yeah, it you know? absolutely is. It's almost like you hype yourself up so much more. And I mean, that comes with the overthinking, the overprocessing, the constant need to continue to do better. And I, some people may look at it as a struggle some people may look at it as like a, this is how I am. Um, yeah. Others may look at it as though it's the best thing in the world, but it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting it really too. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because minute by minute it changes. Yes. <laughs> the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. Yes, you're speaking my language. <laughs> and then especially being an entrepreneur, it, it we've talked about this before many times how you could start your day at this incredible high thinking, all right, going for the goals today. You know, it's it's going to happen. We're going to get a lot closer and then 2 minutes later you might get an email that just sends you right back down to earth. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then you end up sitting in a corner crying in the dark. <laughs> yeah, eating cheesecake. <laughs> oh, cheesecake. I love cheesecake. What's your favorite kind of cheesecake? <laughs> uh, anything that's at the Cheesecake Factory is usually cheesecake. <laughs> not that this is a plug for Cheesecake Factory. No, but, it's definitely not. But if, it, if, if they want it to be, it could be. You know, they, they, they could be a sponsor. They could de- they could definitely do that. Yeah, want, Cheesecake so. Factory. Um, you know, hit me up. I'm, <laughs> I'm open to ideas. I'm, I'm totally up for what the Nell cheesecake at, at, at Cheesecake Factory. Oh, so that would be. You know, it would be full of um, lavender colored unicorn sprinkles. I think. I to- totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. <laughs> Every time somebody would eat that cake, they would be like, "What the Nell?" <laughs> yes, they would also um, see it later with the glitter. You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll yes. get into that. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh gosh, so so you hit that goal. Now I recall recently, actually, um, my business partner Kyle and I had a live coaching call in our Facebook group about goals, and mm-hmm. we talked about how some goals that you think may be so incredibly lofty that it's laughable. 
and it's laughable to other people too, that there's absolutely, there's no reason why you shouldn't be setting those goals. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So totally what goals do you have that you think may sound absolutely silly to someone else? Yeah, that I, that's what I've been working on the last couple of days. It's just the, so it's, it's perfect that we're talking about this type of stuff. Right. Yeah. And so my goal right in the next two years. So, you, you know, if you follow me on, in, you know, Instagram, Facebook, or something like that, you know, that uh, our, our company just had a huge convention in Atlanta. And they often say that big decisions are made at big events. Right. And right. so, you know, for me, um, is, you know, the big audacious, hairy goal, right, yeah. is to promote three basically new brokers by in two years. Good that for typically you. means that means opening three offices. So not just opening my own office, but opening three other offices independent of my office. Whoa. So That's creating, amazing. creating an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we kind of talked about some names. I threw one to you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought I, it was I, so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought that would be a really cool name. Um, and then we don't want to give it away because somebody might steal it. No, right? it's in so development. Yeah, you protect yeah. protect yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's a huge goal. Uh, another big goal is to, um, in that two year time span, um, make enough income where we can support. Uh, I can support our family, and Megan mm-hmm. doesn't have to work. You know, mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. She can she can work in the business and stuff like that. That's amazing. So, yeah. So that's the goal is, is, so, you know, a year ago, would, would I be saying that? Probably not. Right. (laughs) Um, But that's the cool part about these goals and reaching them and seeing how attainable they actually are and being able to, I think part of the process of attaining these goals is really setting very much smaller goals to get to those larger ones. And I think that that gets overwhelming for people is when they say, okay, let's say they're 18 years old and you know, the goal is to go to LA and become a big movie star. That sounds pretty silly to a lot of people because that doesn't happen to a lot of people. But if you truly do the work, you go to acting classes, you go to events with all of the right people that you need to get into that business at some point. So I'm not saying that the goal is going to happen within the time frame between 18 and 21, Mm -hmm. but at some point it'll happen for you. If you keep working towards those goals and not getting set back and disappointed by the fact that you haven't gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. No, I totally agree. I think the number one skill set. And I tell this to anybody that does any business, mm-hmm. right, is you have to be gritty, you have to be persistent, yes. and you have to be consistent. Like, those are the things that will make you successful. Yeah, It's not the skills that you have. It's not the talent that you have. It's showing up every day. It's mm-hmm. doing the little things every day, right? Yeah. I have a saying that if, as long as I do the little things right, I'll be successful. Right. Yeah. Because those little things are going to add up. Right. Exactly. Over exactly. That's, that's so, so true. Um, as far as doing the little things and then it, it's when you say consistency. So we always talk about if you want to be a YouTube star, 
YouTube's algorithm really likes you to be consistent. You need to be uploading a video every single day or every week. And same with Instagram and Facebook and things like that. It's not just social media. It's consistency in everything that you do, every single thing. So for instance, my coach at the beginning of the year told me I need to be posting on Facebook three times a day and told me what I should be posting three times a day. So no matter how tired I am, how not inspired I think I am, I'm still posting. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm posting about not being inspired. Yeah, that's content. Yeah. And you never know. You're relating to someone out there. And every opportunity, even just to say, okay, I'm really uninspired today. Who else is feeling this way? You never know who's going to comment. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. end up sp- start starting a conversation with that person and going from there. You just never know. So I'm very proud of myself. I have not missed a single post. You haven't. And and all, but I, what I love about your posts though, they just, like I said, they're in the moment, yeah. how you're feeling mm-hmm. and it resonates. Like that, mm-hmm. there, there's people, there's tons of people that I follow that post every day and it's just, it, it's cookie cutter. Yes. content right it's very yeah. cookie con- like it's like hey i'm checking the box right yes right. you're checking the box and i'm checking the box mm-hmm. because i'm i'm the same way as you like i post three times a day mm-hmm. maybe not always at the same time every day i try to right but like people don't understand like they're like oh i'm gonna make this one post and it's gonna make me a million dollars it's like that's not how this works like no i've been consistently posting three times a day for three years wow for- three years <laughs> right and it's just but like I have so many people like we were talking to somebody last night and they were just like I was always pulling for you because you're always just like you're always the most positive person I know right and like yeah. it's because of the stuff that I put out there yeah so yeah that's um wow three years that is really that's committed but I'm, I'm, I'm built different in the sense, like I can just get into a mode where I can do the same thing over and over and over and over yes. again. Yes. And I mean, of course, like you want to make little nuanced changes and stuff yeah. like that. But like, if you said, like, like you said, if, if he would have said, Bill, you need to do this, this is how you're going to be successful. Like, okay, well, I'm just going to do it until right. it like happens. Right. Right. Well, then you also have to be coachable in that sense. You know, when you're so bullheaded and stubborn to the point where you think in your business, I'm, you know, this is working for me. I'm not open to any new ideas. Why would I change what I'm doing? That's not going to get you anywhere. You're not going to hit your goals that way. You're not going to grow. You have to be willing to absorb the information that's coming to you, whether that person that's giving you this advice is quote unquote, more successful than you are not. But I, you know, anybody that's going to tell me anything that can improve upon how I'm conveying content or something that I can tweak, you know, hit me up. You know, it's like, I can't get enough of that information. And I think that that stubbornness can really stop people in their tracks from hitting their goals too. I agree. So, and you know, when, so when you post, to social media, do you have a plan for that day or do you just, are you kind of off the cuff too? Um, I used to be off the cuff. I, I, I used to be more rigid, like mm-hmm. in my plan, like, Hey, I'm going to do this post, this post, this post, like this style of post. Right. 
Um, but now that I've been doing it for three years, like I know like, Hey, I should, you know, I'll post a business post and then a lifestyle post and then a value or like educational post. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not like business, 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 right? right? It's like some funny meme that I post, right? That I thought was funny this today, yeah. right? Like, but like, those are the things that like, I just, whenever I post something, I say, all right, what is somebody going to get out of this? Yes. Like, yeah. how is somebody going to perceive me by posting this? Mm -hmm. Right. Because we both know and have friends on social media that post just the craziest stuff in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like I can't believe like I even follow this person still like right. you know it's just yes. mind-blowing and I just want to impact somebody and I know that's the same way you are so it's yeah. like why why post stuff like that but mm -hmm. getting back to your question I do have a strategy mm -hmm. but now like I said I've been doing it so long it's just kind of like yeah. hey I know what I need to post it's ingrained yeah yeah so I used to, well, I have a calendar that's attached to my wall that is transparent and it's a dry erase calendar. And I also have these cute little colored uh, post-it notes that I write down an idea for content on and then I post-it note to each day. Uh, yeah. But then I found myself rearranging the damn post-it notes all the time. Yeah. Like I know. So like <laughs> my problem is like, and, and it, um, just like, for instance, when I do like my Facebook lives and stuff like that, like mm -hmm. it's very, like, I'm like, okay, today I'm going to talk about getting out of debt. Right. I know how to get out of debt in my brain. I don't right. need to write a bunch of notes, right. right? I can just go off the cuff. Like I perform better that way. Like yes. now if I have to write a speech, yeah. I'm going to struggle. Yeah. It's like, oh, like I'll be in the middle of my speech <laughs> <laughs> and I'll completely just go off the rails. Yeah. Right. But like, so I never could, I've tried so many times to do like bulk content planning Yeah, and it just never works out. I right <laughs> there, right there with you because, and at the time it was like, well, if I plan this out, it'll be less stressful and I don't have to sit there on the couch at eight o'clock at night and think about what I'm going to do for 20 minutes. But then it just didn't, some, day, some days it didn't make sense. You know, you feel completely different every day and some days something happens and I take inspiration from that to create the content. And so it just didn't make sense. And I was like, F the post-it notes. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't do it. I just couldn't do it. And so like, like what I do is like in my phone, I'll be like, if a good idea comes up, yeah. I put, I have a good idea folder is what it's oh, called. Oh, that's cool. That's a really good idea. <laughs> and then I just, I'll be like, I'll type it. Or if I see like a news article that mm -hmm. I, I could use later, but like, oh, I'll save the URL in there and stuff like that. So I can yeah. go back and use it. Um, because I'm like, you know, I might be like, something might be just on my shoulders that I want to yep. verbalize. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like that's the best content. Yes. No, I agree. And, uh, it's also more authentic, mm -hmm. which is so incredibly important, but I will mention, you mentioned, uh, memes earlier, something funny that strikes you. I saw one that you posted on Instagram, I think recently it was, uh, JLo and it said <laughs> due to inflation, my love will be costing a thing. Yes. I can't tell you. I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. And a side note about that. So we all have, 
I don't know about you, but I know majority of people have celebrity crushes, right? <laughs> and my, my celebrity, celebrity crush is dead. That's, Sorry, that's, that's a terrible yeah, way to bring this down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you just crushed this. Life. No, um, but my um, my celebrity crush is J Lo, and so when I showed oh. it to Megan, she she hysterically laughed. She did. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have um, we have a friend who also has a celebrity crush on J Lo, and. I, it's just funny because he the first thing he always says is like, man, she's 50. Yeah. She's 50. And that's like always what he says. I think he's more enamored by the fact that she's 50 and she still looks amazing. Yeah. And, but, you know, that's, this is a whole other conversation we could get into. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but I mean, speaking of inflation, actually, I mean, you're a financial advisor. Yeah. So what, I mean... What the hell's going on here with inflation? Where are we going with this? How should we react? I, I mean, I think you should stay calm yeah. because we've had history of having high inflation. Mm -hmm. It just happens just because for the simple fact where inflation happens is, you know, supply and demand. Right. Right. So if you have too much supply and not enough demand, right, the price of those products goes down. Yes. If you have the vice versa, right, you shut down an entire economy for, you know, two years, basically. Right. This, the, de the demand is high. The supply is low. Prices yeah. go up. So the right. prices are going up for everything. It, yeah. It's just, and that's why you see the, the feds and stuff like that raising interest rates to slow down the economy so they can slow down the demand. So okay. it, 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 it is what it is right now. Is it going to be forever? No eventually prices and stuff will go down yeah. demand will meet uh supply and and we'll get back to a normal sea of inflation so right. um it sucks right now and but that's uh, i posted today and i, I want to make sure i get the the um the uh the verbiage down for you um <laughs> so that uh but it's, it was pushed by warren buffett and okay. he talks about um and Warren Buffett, if you don't know who Warren Buffett is, you're listening to this, you just need to go Google him. He's only yes. probably the richest man in the world. Right. Uh, he knows a little something. About he knows a little bit something about making some money, right? Right. And he said, and it's my favorite quote of his, it's only when the tide goes out that you discover who's been swimming naked. So if, oh. you, so if you think about it, right, when times are good, everybody looks like a rock star right yeah. everybody every decision you make is like gold yeah but when times are bad right and maybe your finances aren't in the place that they should be you're you're you get exposed right the holes right. in your plane get exposed right maybe you didn't save enough money mm -hmm. right all these types of things and so if you know you don't have the proper plan you're not doing the proper things when when the tide does go out you're going to get exposed right and so that's, that's a lot of what people really should be thinking about. Like, yeah. I know there's a lot of things going on in the world, you know, politics and, yeah. and everything, right? Right, can, right. It is what it is. But what people should really be thinking about is that this is the moment in time that they should take advantage of and, mm -hmm. and, and put their stuff in, in a better, better way, right? In a better, right. with a better mindset and get and get secure right right because this is going to happen again yeah I, I mean we're only in our 30s right like <laughs> 30s and 40s 
After everything that we, our generation has experienced thus far, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of what's to come in the future. <laughs> like it's going to happen again, yeah. right? The, the average uh, recession happens every 10 years. So if that's the every case. Every 10, wow. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to experience this again. Like it's mm-hmm. going to happen. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of if and when. Like no one can predict that, right? Yeah. You can't predict when that's going to happen, but right. you can be prepared. You can control what you control. Right. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking back because I did read about how the feds raised the rates to help with that demand and trying to understand a little bit more about how all of this is working. I was reading up on that actually, uh, I think last night or this morning. And I was thinking back to the days when I was processing mortgages in 2008, um, Ooh, that was a great time to process mortgages. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, working for the company that single-handedly took down the mortgage, um, started the mortgage meltdown. The CEO of our company went to jail. Um, it was a rough time. It was a really rough time. But I remember processing mortgages at rates of like 12%. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely wild. So fast forward to the very beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I think it was April of 2020. My husband and I refinanced our house and we got like a rate of like 3% or something. And I remember thinking, wow, like the swings over the years that the rates do. And then now I read that uh, the average, I think the rates fell by like four, I, I don't remember the percentage, yeah. but we're down to like five point something, 5.4, I think is the average rate for a 30 year fixed mortgage. And I was like, that's still to me going through the, the recession in 2008 still seems really good. Yeah, no, the, it is still really good for where the economy is at, but it's just like, yeah, you even look back into the eighties, right? Right. You, you know, you talk to our parents and stuff like that. They were getting home loans at 14, 16% yeah. interest. And they thought then this, this is it. The world's ending. Right. And yeah. so everybody's like, oh, this is it. This is the big one. This is, and it's, <laughs> it, we, we always make it through. Right. And so yes. that's what I want to remind people is that remember, you know, remember your plan if you have one, right. Yeah. Remember yeah. your strategy and, and, and you'll be fine. Right. Yeah. We'll get through it. Yeah. I've, I've honestly, I've been wanting to ask you this question. Um, and a friend of mine started doing one of these, um, like Truebill or Mint, like one of these website services that help you manage your finances on a daily basis. Like you're spending on restaurants and groceries and necessities versus wants and things like that. And I know you posted recently about this as well. The percentage of where you're spending is what do you think about these services or do you think that sitting down with just a good old excel spreadsheet and you know figuring it out is better like where do you stand on that i think it comes down to the type of person that you are mm-hmm. like for me like you know sitting down and having paper and writing it out like it helps me retain stuff better right 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 whereas somebody who's likes it uh, on the tech side of things and just wants to have it like immediately and, you know, doesn't want to, and, and maybe is not able to remind themselves, right. Yeah. Of things that they're spending and whatnot, right. you know, they need, they need more accountability. 
those apps are great for that. Right. Um, so it just depends on the type of person, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but I, I like them for, you know, for what they do. Um, you know, I use, you know, I have a, an app called Expensify and it just, it just tracks all my, you know, business expenditures. You know, I can take pictures of receipts and stuff like that. So I do use that, but I also like to look at a spreadsheet just because of, you know, us as millennials, right. We, we are in the middle of like people like still in like stone age versus like people in the technology age. Right. We're kind of like married between both. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was, I was doing a lot of reading lately. I was reading up on that too. Um, about how the millennials born between, I don't remember the year in the eighties, but then up to about 93, 94, how our childhood was we were lucky enough to be in a period of peace where we didn't have the social media and the internet and all of that stuff. And then we also had a good amount of time spent in that era. So yeah, I could see how, because there are certain things, I mean, I'm a note taker. I write notes down. I don't have an iPad with a stylus and, you know, all of the stuff. (laughs) There are definitely some ways that I feel I'm very old school and then I'm very new school. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a good mix of both. So yeah, I can see what you're saying with the apps like that. It's just, I'm always interested to hear from a financial advisor's perspective on these trendy things that come out that are supposed to help you. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. Yeah. I mean, technology is great. Um, you know, there's some aspects of, of our financial world that is, is technology based, like the robo advisors and not, not a huge fan of those. Yeah. Um, just because it takes the personal touch out of things. Um, I know people want things, you know, microwaved now, but the, and those apps are great when times are great, but Mm -hmm. when we're dealing with the times that we're in now, you really want to be able to talk to somebody that's a human being, right? right. And that knows your, and knows your goals, knows, you know, knows your kids, knows like everything about you and knows how to talk to you and talk you off the ledge. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think even in such a digital age, there's so much, um, there's such a need for human connectivity. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, maybe even now more so than ever, and maybe we just don't realize it. Yeah. Well, people, it's crazy. People think like my job is to like get them these incredible rates of return and and stuff like that. And that's really not what an advisor does. An advisor is there to advise you on things and stuff like that. But it's really for moments like this, it's to advise you in the times that we're living in, you know, to, to let you know, Hey, we're doing fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to come out of this thing even better. Right. And, and so that's, that, I mean, that's one of the things I love about what we do is just reassuring people. Yeah. So you're basically a motivational speaker for the financial world. Yeah. Motivational speaker, (laughs) babysitter. um. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of industries where people could be considered babysitters. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just, you know, you just try to put yourself in their situation and most, and I'm in the same situation they are. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of what I do is the same things that they do. And so it's like, you know, I feel it too. Like I'm, I'm there, you know, I talk to people in my office. Right. And then, right. you know, and then they calm me down and then I go talk to my friends. Hey, we're good. You know, like, yeah. so it's good. Everybody needs that. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So I know we talked about before we uh, start the ending process of this uh, of this episode here. What personal goals do you have? We talked everything about business, but I definitely believe to be able to grow in your business, you need to have some personal goals as well to be mm-hmm. a better person, to extend yourself and you know, offer the most you can possibly in your business. So what personal goals do you have for yourself? Like fitness or life and, you know, anything, anything at all. Of course. Like I have a couple different areas that I have goals in. It's not just, um, it's not just business goals. Right. right? Um, because you know, if you focus on just one area of your life, the rest of your life could be like crap, right? Yeah relationships like your fine your own financial life right um your 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 own self and stuff like that so like for me you know a financial goal i have is is to be completely debt free and then you know by the age of 40 that's that's including the house right um to be completely debt free of all those things Mm -hmm. um you know, so then I can invest in other things, right? Right. I can invest in other avenues, right? Maybe I want to get into real estate. I don't know, right? Right. But uh, that's always been a goal, fitness-wise, right? I, I, you know, I want to get it. I'm, I'm fairly fit, anyways, but I know I need. I could. Mm-hmm. We could all probably there's lose a couple pounds. <laughs> there's always room for Jello, right? You could. There's always can always improve. That's I got a, a lot of room for Jello these that's days. That's a Seinfeld <laughs> reference. I don't know if anybody caught that or not. Oh, but, uh, I yeah. I, um, the only episode of Seinfeld I know is the No Soup for You episode. See, I think <laughs> there's either people that have watched that show or or never have watched that show, right? You're right. Like, it's no in between. It's like, oh, you know, it's like, so I was definitely into that show. But anyways, <laughs> um, self-development wise, I have two things. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to learn another language. Um, wow. And so I've always wanted to learn Spanish. And so mm-hmm. that's going to be a, a goal. I think cool. me and Megan are actually going to do that because it's going to be a little bit easier to if we're both speaking it rather than, oh, yeah. one person, you know, um, and then reading, I'm, I'm pretty close, but reading, uh, 24 books in a year. That's always nice. been a goal of mine. Um, just because I'm not a reader. I don't, yeah. um, it's not my favorite thing to do, but I follow successful people and successful people read books. Right. Yes. So we're, we're reading books. Yes. Uh, and I'm not going to, you might do this. I, I totally understand doing it in the car. Right. I totally get it. But like, I, if you listen to an audiobook, that does not count as reading. Uh, that's just me. It doesn't count. I don't listen to audiobooks. Um, I do prefer an actual book. So I'm yeah. I'm really old school in that sense too. Because like I, I want like to write in it. I want to highlight. I want to be like, you know, you know I want to yeah. do all those things in a book. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, somebody would be like, oh, I read a hundred books this year. And like, oh, 50 of them were audio. I'm like, that doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, you can do that as easily as you can listen to this episode of a podcast. Yes. So is, is this technically, even though it's not written down somewhere, is this kind of an audio book? <laughs> It could be. I mean, who knows? I think you just gave me an idea. I could transcribe this somehow or something like that. Stay tuned for the What the Nell podcast book edition. Just <laughs> we'll see. You never yeah. know. You never but, know. Yeah. No, I, I kind of, I tend to agree with you on that. Um, 
I yeah, I like the physical book now. I have a Kindle, but that's, oh, that's only... fine. Kindles Kindles yeah, fine. But even I'm still reading. Still, like I gotta charge the thing. It's it's like <laughs> it's another thing. I have a whole slew of equipment that needs charging and not enough outlets because you know that's kind of what I do. So it's just every time that I get another piece of something, it's like, do I have to charge it? Can I put put a battery in it or is it solar powered? Yeah. There's that. And I don't even prefer that because I just like, I don't know. There's something about a book, you know, turning the pages, smelling the pages, being able to, now you say you write in, in the books, you highlight stuff. I'm very protective. (laughs) I like my books to look like I didn't touch them. I don't know why. It's a very strange thing, but, um, you know, you just joined uh, Battlefield Mastermind too, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. um, we've, we're getting these quarterly books and I just got mine in the mail yesterday. I'm so, I'm so excited to read this one because I've been wanting to read it. Um, what's it called? The Power of One More by yeah. Milet. Mm-hmm. So excited for it. But when I go to read that, I'm going to make sure I don't crinkle any of the pages. <laughs> just, it's so strange. <laughs> now, if you guys didn't know, Nell Saran wraps her all, all her books <laughs> for protection. You, you know what's really funny about that? Um, just a quick story. So when I worked in the coffee and tea industry and we did uh, expos and shows and things like that, and we were always packing up our skid to ship to our booth, at the convention centers, I would, um, we would take books, we would take papers and things like that. I legit wrapped them in saran wrap <laughs> so that they wouldn't get wrinkled or bend and makes yeah. sense. Now it all come. Now the picture is coming into focus. I feel like, you know, me better than I think, you know, me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think so. I think that's a very true statement. And don't ever give me a roll of tape. That yes. tape, that roll of tape will be gone. Are you the type of person that when you wrap a Christmas present, it's got like 10 pounds of tape on there? Like, like not only do I have to take all the tape off the the wrapping paper, but then you're that person that tapes the box. So then I have to figure out how to. You know, it's funny. I don't do that. But my husband does that. And it's so freaking annoying (laughs) because he tapes it. He tapes every single seam. So you can't even like slip a finger under part of the seam to get into so the just end up mauling the box yes exactly so that's like a you know an old boss cobs clothing box or whatever <laughs> yeah. and he's taping all of the come on come on this is ridiculous i've got places to be yeah we gotta open this thing and get gone <laughs> oh my gosh this is this has been fun but yeah. uh i think that we're gonna close out this episode here um so tell us you know what what's next for you now that you've hit this goal what's the next thing that we should look forward to from you yeah so the next thing uh that you should look forward to me uh forward from me is that i'm i've hinted at it a couple of times on my podcast but i'm starting my own facebook group page that's going to be designed just for financial stuff nice. um and it's going to be where people can come learn um, and, and, and if they want to do their own finances, great. I'm going to give them this tool set, but right. if they want to, you know, work with me, obviously they can do that. Another thing is, is that 
obviously we have our own podcast, right? Yes. The Millennial. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, me and Mel just had a, a great show uh, last, on Friday. We talked about uh, basically like you had to subtract things from your life in order to add right yeah uh to add to add to where you were going and that's a lot of what we did and and because she accomplished some big goals yeah um and and so did i right and so we talked about like the things that we had to subtract out of our life in order right. to add to those things but we are going to start doing live um on the road shows <gasps> Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. So maybe we were talking about it. Uh, if we could find a space at the Slaymaker Method uh, uh, event that we're going to be having. Okay. My head's spinning. My head like is having spinning. an actual live broadcast there and interviewing people from the stage, interviewing people from the audience, stuff like that. I think that that's what we were kind of talking about. I love uh, that idea. Yeah. That's yeah. very, very cool. We're going to have to have a chat off air <laughs> about this. Yeah. I love that idea. Um, you know, I love your uh, podcast, The Millennial with Melissa Miller. Um, it's a really, really cool podcast. I've been a guest on it uh, a couple of times, which I was fortunate enough to do. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great idea. Live broadcast. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Very cool. Well, I will put links to, uh, the millennial podcast, uh, in the description to the episode, this episode. And, uh, if your Facebook group is up before, well, this episode will come out on Monday. <laughs> if that's <not> before, <laughs> then I'll also do that. But I'll also make sure that people can find you and connect with you uh, awesome. should they want to do so. So thank you so much for coming on again. I enjoyed this follow-up. Um, you know, we obviously all hope that things continue to move in your direction and your goals continue to be met. Well, so, thank you. Thank you so much again for having me on. It was, yes. it was so much fun. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, thanks. Thanks to you. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Uh.